Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about the five best strength training exercises for seniors. Woo, are you ready to do this, mm-hmm. Meredith? I'm ready. All right, we'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We're really, really excited that you're here today. We got a great topic. We're going to be talking about the five best strength training exercises for seniors. So important. Mm. Um, We're going to be listing the five most important. But before yes. we jump into that, we just want to remind you to visit our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. We have all of our latest and greatest content there, including our vast library of exercise videos uh, growing every week. And uh, we're so happy that we are able to provide this library of videos with you. We get a lot of great feedback on that. So don't forget to check that out, as well as all of our podcast episodes that is also growing every week mm-hmm. and uh all of our all of our episodes from day 1 are there on our website you can check those out we do have our mini motivational podcast series with Meredith um if you're looking for that extra boost every week we have we release two episodes every week so don't forget to check that out um we also have our custom 7 day workout plan which is a custom exercise plan built by Meredith for you built excuse me, built around Mm. your needs, your fitness goals, whatever you're looking to achieve, we can put together a custom plan for you based on our library of videos. So we get a lot of great feedback from that, from people around the world. So don't forget to check that out as well as an opportunity to sign up for our newsletter in which we send out once a week. And in it, we have all of our latest and greatest health and fitness content for you. So with all of that being said, um, (laughs) Today, we're jumping into the five best strength training exercises for seniors. Yes. Um, so, Meredith, of course, that that means a lot. It's a lot to say. It is. Um, it's a big goal to try and kind of <laughs> narrow these down. But what, in your, you know, in your opinion, strength training, mm-hmm. the, how important is it in oh, general? It's so important. Um, it's so important in general, but it's really, really important as we age. If we want to stay independent and we want to stay mobile, um, it's very, very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I'll say for now. We'll yeah. get into more. <laughs> yeah. um, important no matter what age, obviously, but like you said, uh, as we age, strength training is very important. Um, you know, what, when people say strength training, what comes to mind? <laughs> Big muscles, oh, you know, that kind of unfortunately, stuff. Unfortunately, I think, yeah, when people say strength training, they picture bodybuilders. Um, they picture people in the gym throwing weights around, grunting, um, trying to lift heavier and heavier and look huge and bulky in a way. For some reason, I really feel like even when I hear the word, the term strength training, I almost picture that, like a gym atmosphere with a bunch of weights heavy heavy weights around mm-hmm. and i think a lot of older people think that as well because especially um the older generation that didn't grow up lifting heavy weights or lifting weights at all especially um women uh, that are older they never lifted weights it wasn't something that they did um it wasn't a popular thing so they're getting into strength training later in life and they're picturing these gyms with all these men and lifting heavy weights again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's a learning curve, I think, for a lot of people. And I only know that because I've worked with many, many people and they said, I've never lifted a weight before in my life. Mm-hmm. 
an actual dumbbell or used an actual resistance band. Of course, they've done many, many things and lifted lots of things, um, but never an actual dumbbell to do an actual workout. So, um, yeah, it's a it's um, a learning curve for a lot of people, but it's very important. And again, more so as we age, at all ages, of course, but more so as we age because our muscles atrophy so much quicker. Um, I mean, by the time we turn 35, it's like every year you lose a certain percentage of muscle if you're not on top of it, which is amazing because we live to be so much older than 35. So we have a lot of work to do. Um, and it takes a lot more strength training to gain that muscle, um, to keep it mm-hmm. uh, as well, but to gain as well. So you really have to stay on top of it. And we'll go more mm-hmm. into the independence of it as well later. Do you think you kind of touched on this already, but do you think that there's a difference between the the perception of strength training between men and women? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Um, especially with older people, once again, it's, um, it hasn't been the, um, the most desired look for a woman to be, to be very toned, um, for a lot of older people, men, that was fine. That was, excuse me, very common, but women, it wasn't common, um, to have muscles. So of course they have muscle. It just wasn't showing. Um, so yeah, I think it's kind of this men, they can lift weights and they can do all that, but women, they do the cardio and, um, the dance aerobics classes and they don't need to do the, they need to watch their weight, but they don't need to lift any heavy dumbbells or bands or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, and it's changing a lot. A lot of people are learning that they need to incorporate strength training into their workouts and they're um, learning how beneficial they are um, for the for the long run in their life. So I think it's changing. But yes, I do think there's a lot of um, perception of men do strength training, women do cardio, and that's how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With... With strength training being so important, do you think that we as a health and fitness industry have come, you know, far strides as far as knowing how important it is, uh, building better, better equipment for strength training? You know, have we, have we improved in the last say 50 to 40 years? Oh, definitely. In our knowledge? (laughs) I think so. I think it's become more, um, not so, uh, so um foreign for people to do it right um and we do it at home now we don't have to just go to a gym to lift weights um, and to do our workouts um we've learned how to uh incorporate things at home and to do these different types of workouts that benefit us that we don't have to push ourselves um like we a lot of people think do i have to lift really heavy weights in order to get any benefit from this and that's no (laughs) Mm -hmm. you just need to lift something that makes your muscle work harder than it normally does so it has to be some kind of weight but if you usually lift nothing at all not even a grocery bag then lifting a one or two pound dumbbell is the perfect place to start and it's a great thing um to do so it's not the goal the end goal shouldn't be how is this going to make me look i want to get big and toned and all of that, that will come along with it if you truly, truly work hard and you want that. But the end goal should be the reason why we're doing it. 
And again, it comes to that independence, being able to do things on our own, like lifting those grocery bags, Mm -hmm. like getting up off of the floor. If for some reason we did have a a stumble and we fell down, um, we need strength training to make sure the muscles still work in order to push ourselves up off of the floor. Um, To take laundry out of the washer and put it into the dryer, to vacuum, to walk a long time. We need strength training to shower, to stand, um, to sit up for long periods of time. Um, It sounds silly, but it's so true. Um, I had, we had um, a resident at, uh, when I worked at an assisted living community, and she kneeled forward as she was on the toilet to reach something in her lower back muscles, her core muscles, were not strong enough for her to sit back up. Mm. And that's simple strength training. So the EMT was called. She pushed her button. EMT came to help her sit up in order to help her up off of the toilet. Mm. And I thought how you think of these little parts of the body that sometimes we do not work, um, how important it truly, truly is um, for every day living. So, yes, strength training is very important. Mm -hmm. We'll go through five, even though it's very difficult for me to choose five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But we'll go head to toe, and uh, I'll probably add a couple more in there, but I'm giving the five top ones. Yeah, Yeah, let's jump into that list. Um, So we got, so, you know, let's start. Are these in any kind of order? I'm going to start kind of head to toe. I actually, I wrote them in a different order, but I'm going to start like starting with the top part of the body and working down about that. That might be a good way to do it. So let's jump into it. What's the first? So chest area. Okay. Um, Great to do wall push-ups. Those are great if you're sitting in a chair, if you need to stay in a chair. Using that dumbbell sitting back in the chair with the bottom towards the front of it so you have that gravity you're pushing against to make the chest work. Um, That dumbbell pressing straight out in front of you. Mm -hmm. So things like that to work the chest. And again, say we did fall down um, and we needed to get ourselves up off of the floor. We were trying to get ourselves up. We didn't hit our head, so we didn't need to call an EMT. We just had a little stumble We tripped over our area rug. We need to push ourselves back up. In order to do that, we have to use the chest muscles to press ourselves up either off the floor and or up on a chair to get up. Mm -hmm. So chest, very, very important to do. Yeah, as far as strength training, I know men are really obviously into building up their chest. Right. um, (laughs) No matter how old you are. Exactly. Um, But it's also important for women as well. Yes, definitely. Just as important. important, Yes. Um, And pushing open a door. Doors can be heavy. We use our chest Mm -hmm. in order to press it, um, to open it, Um, things like that. So chest, that's our first one, starting with top of the body. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, What do we got next? Upper back. Um... Working upper back, doing those back pulls again, seated or standing, uh, going forward again. I'm just going to do it so if we're seated or standing, whichever you're doing. Um, Chest goes forward. So again, we're working against gravity when we're pulling our dumbbells up towards our chest. Our upper back muscles have to work in order to get those dumbbells up. Um, Upper back, again, opening doors. Um, They also assist in pushing us up. They also assist in our posture and us staying upright. 
Um, and we need that. We want that because then that will prevent, of course, falls. That will help us stay upright when we're walking and not um, rely on other assistive devices for longer, as long as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. So upper back is the second one on my list. <laughs> so let me let me just jump in with uh, with these two so far, which are great. Um, is there a difference between doing these exercises seated or standing? There's not. No. That's why I like to say you can do them either way, because as long as you're working against gravity, mm-hmm. I always say, um, like the chest press, it's actually better to do if you can do it laying down, laying down. But if you're, it's better to do it seated because you're not going to get the full, the same effect if you're standing, trying to do a chest press. Your shoulders will work more because that's what's going to be holding the brunt of the weight. Unless you lean back, which of course you shouldn't do because that's bad for your lower back, while standing, (laughs) that's the only way. So think about um, a a dumbbell going against gravity when we do certain moves in order for the muscle to contract during that part of the movement. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say the chest has to go forward because I see a lot of people that do um, back rows, but they're standing almost straight up and it looks like a shoulder shrug. So they're actually working shoulders more um, then they're working their upper back. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, going against gravity. So seated or standing for those two, but chest, the wall push up, of course you'd uh, be standing, mm-hmm. but the chest press would be laying on the ground or seated and sitting back in the chair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good, good. That's good to know. Um, okay. Number three, what do we got? Um, number three, I bulked core altogether. So that's abdominals and lower back. So I kind of cheated on that one, but core, <laughs> Again, abdominals, lower back, doing those abdominal crunches, working the entire abdominal wall, as well as the lower back, like the story I just told how important it is. So leaning forward to get our laundry out of the dryer still um, and stand back upright. We have to use our lower back. We put a grocery bag down on the ground and we're pulling different pieces out of it to put away. We're using our lower back when we stand back up nice and tall. Mm -hmm. Um, The core is used for everything from sitting in a chair to standing, to laying, to every single thing that we do. The core is working. The abdominals, so think about the abdominal wall, upper, middle, lower, the obliques, the side of the waist, all the way around to the lower back. Um, it helps with your spine. It helps with your posture. It helps with every movement that you do throughout the day. It helps with your balance. So core is of the utmost importance. <laughs> but um, like I said, I'm grouping all of it together because it's all one area if you really think of it in that way. Mm-hmm. But it's used for everything. So what would be great, good um, mm-hmm. movements to do? Are we talking sit-ups here? Or are we... we could do our seated core moves that mm-hmm. we do. So sitting back and up nice and tall, doing our twists or bends side to side, and those front bends where the chest goes forward and putting that focus in that lower back to allow you to sit back up nice and tall. So not using momentum, not pulling from other muscle groups, really focusing on what you're working as you're doing those movements. Um, I know getting down on the floor is a lot harder for some people. Um, And then a lot of times we have a tendency to pull from our heads and get pain in our neck when we go down on the floor. So again, seated in the chair is really going to be beneficial to working the entire core area. Doing core exercises seated. Correct. Right, right. Yes. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and just, to, just to let you folks know, obviously, we have examples of all of these kinds of workouts on our website, on our exercise video uh, area. Uh, just uh, amazing examples of all of these yes. many, many workouts that you can do from, you know, working your core, working your chest, things yes. like that. <laughs> so don't forget to check that out. Um, okay. That's three down. What <laughs> is number four? Number four will go to the gluteals. Um, so the bottom, <laughs> the, the gluteals are the first muscles to atrophy as we get older. Um, and they're very, very important because they help with our mobility if we're still able to walk. Um, they help strengthen around our hips, which, which helps our hips stay strong and healthy. Um, again, they help with our mobility and balance, which is very, very important. Um, so doing either seated or on the ground, um, doing uh, hip raises works your gluteals if you're able to stand. Doing those back leg raises where you have a straight leg and you're pressing it behind you, that works your gluteals as well as the lower back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so still really focusing on working those muscles, again, because they are the first to atrophy. Um, and that's because we have a tendency as we get older to sit more. Um, and when we sit a lot, that's the muscle that atrophies because we're not using it at all as we're sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're lifting up your knees, you're still going to be working your quadriceps. If you're going on to the balls of your feet, you're still going to be using your calves. Um, the core is still working because you're sitting there. Um, your upper body still working if it's still able to move because you're doing things with it. But the gluteals, you're just sitting on them. They're not moving. They're not being engaged at all. So we have to make sure we're still engaging those muscles. Uh, is the gluteal area, I mean, is that kind of a more difficult area to work and what than the exercises that we do? <laughs> it is. Um, it's kind of like maybe it's overlooked. It is. Well, that's the problem because when you're seated, it's very difficult to target that area. Um, in a seated position (laughs) because you're sitting on the muscle unless you can get your mind to learn to contract it, hold it and release it. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times when we get older and we can't even feel that muscle group anymore, you can't say contract and hold and release because I can't feel that. I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm contracting. Um, So it's very difficult to do and squats help work the gluteals standing up out of a chair. But if we can't do that anymore, um, Yes, it's very, very difficult area to work. So that's why I think it is overlooked and people kind of go to different muscle groups that they can do mm-hmm. um, in workouts. So because we can say that's a big muscle group, let's work that. We should do that. Mm-hmm. And yes, we should. 
But <laughs> um, we, we shouldn't forget about the ones that are tougher to get to, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you mentioned it really quickly with squats. Um, mm-hmm. If you are able to do squats, <laughs> would you recommend that as an exercise to help build the gluteals? Yes, I would. And we'll go into that. That's the next body part. But yes, I would say that if you're able to do them and there is no pain or discomfort in your knees, your lower back, your hips, and you're able to do it correctly in good form, then yes, squats um, are still a good a, a good exercise to do to help the gluteals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, number five. <laughs> what do we got? Number five, um, the quadriceps. So that big thigh muscle. Um that, uh, like you said, squats are a great thing to do for that. But if we're not able to do squats, even if we can still stand, but also seated, doing those knee raises and adding a little bit of weight to it um, and making sure you're pulling from the quadricep muscle, not the lower abdominals, um, not the little hip flexor, um, the big leg muscle, the quadricep is doing the brunt of the work to lift the leg up. Um, standing up out of a chair, if we're still able to do that, but um, and then sitting back down, those stand to sit, those are great to do to work the quadriceps. Quadriceps so important, of course, because we use them in our daily activities. Again, if we're still able to walk, when we walk, when we squat down to do laundry, to make a bed, to get something out of a cabinet, um, to turn water on, in our shower, um, we drop something, we need to bend down to get it. So bending at the knees so we don't put too much um, pressure on our lower back, things like that. Um, protecting our knee joints. In order to do that, we have to build the quadricep muscles, the muscles around the knee. Um, so those knees stay healthy. They don't hurt us all of the time. And we still can bend them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So quadriceps, yes, very important. Uh, let me ask you this mm-hmm. when we carry big, you know, heavy objects, why is it so easy for us to, <laughs> instead of, you know, they say, use your legs, use your legs, <laughs> but then we end up using our back. Right. Why is that such a hard thing to remember and to do? <laughs> because the knees hurt a lot of the time, um, when we do things. And also if we don't have the best form, um, Bending down at the knees to put something down is hard for a lot of people to do. So it's easier just to bend at your waist and drop the item. And then that puts all of the weight into the lower back. And then we stand up and go, oh, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I hurt something. Um, Because bending down at the knee area, of course, if we don't work our quadriceps and our knees do start to hurt as we get older, just from wear and tear, it's normal, but we still need to make sure we're working the areas around it so we're protecting those knee joints. Um, that's why, because we don't do that as much and they hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to bend at the knees when they hurt. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's, I think it's a mistake that everybody makes at some point. Oh, I mean, yes. We say, pick up this object <laughs> and we find ourselves using our back more than our oh. legs and it just causes injury. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's very common. And again, in all ages yep. and all different um, ranges of uh, healthy knees or not. <laughs> um, do you have any honorable mentions? <laughs> yes, of course. Um, working our way down our calf muscles. So doing our heel raises are very important. And it's not just necessarily the calf muscles, but it's getting to the ankle joints and keeping those mobile and 
getting that range of motion, keeping them strong. So we have that range of motion in our foot. So if we still are able to walk, we're lifting our foot up. We're not shuffling our feet on the ground because our ankles um, become almost fused. Mm -hmm. So we keep that lower part of the body, the calves and the ankles, nice and strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, uh, wearing good shoes so you can do these exercises a good, I think? Oh, definitely. Idea. Great idea. Yeah. yeah. Using supportive shoes um, that are, if they're laced up, then they're tied so you don't trip over the laces or Velcro, however it is. They're tight on the foot. They're not loose. Um, I've been very big on uh, seeing people wear shoes, and I have to say things to them when their foot's slipping out of a shoe. Uh, Fall trip hazard number one right there. Even if it's a shoe that ties, (laughs) it has to fit your foot. You shouldn't have to wear three pairs of socks in order to get your shoe to fit properly. So making sure you're getting good, supportive, well-fitted shoes is very important. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And will help overall um, with everything that you're trying to do to gain strength, to feel uh, stable, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how often should you be doing these strength exercises mm-hmm. a week? Um, every other day, I would say trying to work the body parts. Now, if you maybe you like to do lower body, do lower body one day. Do upper body the next, give yourself a day of rest in between, and then go back to it. Upper body, lower body. Core can be done daily. Um, It's interesting because the core muscles they've found don't need that day of rest like all the other muscles do in between. Now, if you're doing extensive uh, core training, give them rest in between, even though they say it's fine to do that on a daily basis. I think it's because we are using them so much every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't necessarily need the rest, like the rest of the body, um, the muscles do, um, in order to grow back. But, um, But yeah, giving that day of rest in between is always a good way to look at it. And if you're just starting out two days a week, um, if you've been doing it a while, try to up it to three times a week. Um, and, and, and if you've been doing it a while, have, um, weights, whether it's bands, dumbbells, whatever it is that you're using, have something that makes the muscle work. So it shouldn't feel easy all of the time. Um, in order for the muscles to gain any strength, as we try to gain strength, we have to work them harder. So if you're lifting a three pound dumbbell and you've been doing that for five years now, That's fine. That's getting the muscle involved. It's working, but it's not growing anymore. It's grown to what it needs to for that weight size. Going up to four pounds will make a huge difference and will make that muscle work harder, will make it gain strength and stronger. Um, So that's what we have to kind of remember we also have to do with strength training. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll still get benefits by doing those same things that same weight or resistance over and over again, it's fine, but um, try and up it if you can over time. It's very beneficial mm-hmm. for the muscles. Kind of just keep progressing. Exactly. At a good pace, good yeah. Pace. It's not going to make you bulky. I yeah. get that question from so many women. <laughs> and then men say, I want to get bulky. What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to make you bulky unless you're lifting really heavy weights and you're slimming down and doing a lot of cardio. You're going to get benefits from lifting any type of dumbbell because you're not doing it like a bodybuilder. So mm-hmm. 
don't worry. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep, and there you have it. Five best uh, strength training exercises, the body parts they work, why it's so important, plus an honorable mention. That's right. <laughs> I had to throw that in. <laughs> uh, let us know what you think. Are these on your list? What, what do you do in your workout activities? Let us know your feedback. We want to hear about what you do, um, and we just love hearing more about your fitness journey. Uh, send us an email. Let us know on social media, Facebook, and uh, get in touch with us. We'd love hearing your stories. So, um, Also, don't forget to swing by our website, of course, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith. Uh, check out our newsletter. Sign up for that newsletter and get all of our latest and greatest content delivered to your email inbox every week. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.